All right. Okay, ladies, welcome to your guest expert session this January with Rachel. Rachel joins us to do an amazing session for us tonight on, well, you are the sprint queen is what I refer to you as, sales sprint and sprint queen. So do you want to maybe just give the ladies an overview of who you are, what you do, and what I mean by sprint queen? This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast, helping you to build, market and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online sales success. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income and freedom that you've been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. Thank you for having me here. Very excited to deliver this. Yeah, what does Sprint Queen mean? It doesn't mean, I I can be really clear about what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that I can run. (laughs) (laughs) A a professional sprinter. (laughs) I'm an Olympic athlete. What it means is I've developed a method of coaching, which I call a sprint to results method of coaching, which is a faster way of coaching that's guaranteed and certain to get results. And I delivered my own three-week sales sprint to help my clients book more sales calls. I delivered five cohorts of that before I really then was able to sit back and reflect and go, do you know what? That method of coaching really nails it because there hasn't been a single woman that's come out of my sales sprint that hasn't booked more discovery calls, that hasn't said I've overhauled my whole business, my sales and marketing feels clearer than ever. And so I turned that method into a coaching certification. I'll just tell everybody a little bit about me in terms of like sales and my background I always think with these things, it's important to know how and why should we be trusting the person that's here delivering advice to us and making recommendations on what we should do. To yeah. grow up. So my background has always been in sales. I've got probably 25 years under my belt. Like I know I don't look old enough. <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> So I've got about 25 years experience in sales. I worked in corporate for 17 years, worked my way up the sales ladder where I went from sales administrator to UK sales director. Yeah. My target was a hundred million pounds. I had a team of 60 sales staff and together we looked after 13 and a half thousand customers. So it was a big girl job. It was quite stressful at times. And when I left there in 2016, the reason was I'd had my little boy, Oliver, who's just about to turn nine. I'd left I left the company that I was in because I realized I wasn't being the mum that I wanted to be. I wasn't living the life that I wanted to live. I was staying in hotels all the time. And so I did what I think a lot of women do. And I got out of corporate and then thought, oh, now now what do I do? So I started going networking. And people were saying, you know, so what are you going to do? Are you going to start a business? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, what, what, what sort of business? I was like, I don't really know. Like, and 
So like very naturally and organically, they would say, well, what are you good at? Well, obviously, it was teaching people how to sell and making sure that businesses and teams hit mm. their sales goals. So I started a training consultancy where I taught lots of local businesses, big corporates, you know, law firms, marketing agencies, taught them how to sell. Mm-hmm. And then COVID came along. And so all of that face-to-face training work was like mm. out the door in a flash. And my online business began. So in 2020, I did my first face-to-camera video mm-hmm. under duress because I absolutely hated the thought of being on video. Yeah. And now I'm in online, haven't looked back since, do video every day, not, you know, not even in the slightest bit nervous about showing up but it hasn't always been that way I was petrified to begin with and now I am very proud and privileged and I pinch me every day to support women all over the world to help them sell and market their offers in a way that feels authentic and aligned Mm -hmm. and not sleazy and spammy which are two words I hear a lot I hear coaches mentors therapists service providers all the women I work with are like I know how I don't want to sell I'm not sure how I do it but I know how I don't want to do it and so that for me is a big part of of what I do and how I teach people to monetize their expertise yes oh I love it I absolutely love it and we'd spent some time together in LA when we were at the same business retreat that's how I got to know you and got to hear more about what you do and how it's different I think this is where you know it really helps us to see that when we are in our truth and we hear words thrown out all the time about you know just be authentic work in integrity but you know it's like well what does that really mean when it comes to sales so I'm super excited that we get to do this and it's not just another kind of you know salesy sales type pitch where it's like send dms warm up the audience you know it's it's like actually this this is very unique so thank you for your life currency and your energy today to do this you are very welcome. Before I like dive into the main sort of part of the session, can you just give me a bit of insight of the ladies who are going to be watching this back? What do they do? Yes. Like, just give me a feel for what they mm-hmm. what they do. So all of them, pretty much apart from one lady, are my MSCC graduates. So they've come through the menopause support coach certification. And we're already in the health space to some degree, whether it was through mindset and life coaching, health coaching, PT style coaching. And all of them are either fully online or have a hybrid between online and in person. So it's all women working with women. Great. Okay, that that really helps because I I'm big on analogies, you know, like oh, it, it would work for you if you did this. And it's, it's nice to know what people do sometimes so that yeah. I can be on point you know just when I'm sharing stuff so uh, let me start then by explaining what the way I see sales the way I approach sales when I first came into the online space you know because I was I just had my own social media channel like most people you know where I put a couple of family pictures and you know catch up (laughs) with my friends I certainly didn't use it to do business Mm -hmm. and now I'm guessing all your ladies are using social media, whether that's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. to grow their and build their audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, like social media and sales need to be understood because they're so commonly misunderstood. Mm. And 
And I think a lot of the reason why people are struggling at the moment with, you know, being able to attract as many clients as they would like and do it in a way that feels good to them is that social media is so noisy and we see other people making sales very publicly, talking about their results very publicly. And it's very easy to feel like you're the only one who hasn't signed a client this week. And so... And yeah, and so naturally we're like, well, I'll just put another post out and I'll just push a bit harder. And actually, we don't need to do that. Like, we don't need to push at all. Like, for me, sales is not about push, it's about pull. So yeah. it's not about broadcast, it's about conversation like coming into you. And so, for all the ladies watching this session, I want you to first ask yourself, how do you see social media? How do you see the people that are following you? How do you feel about showing up and serving them? Because one of the big mindset shifts that helps my clients and and the effects can happen really quickly is Mm -hmm. that you see everybody that follows you as a client, like everybody that follows you. So I've got four and a half thousand followers now. So in my mind, I've got four and a half thousand clients on my Instagram. But they don't all pay me. Yeah. So when I first came into the online space, I was like, oh, show up and lead with value, you know, like share your expertise, you know, do educational posts. What does that mean? And so what I made it mean to me was I need to serve. And I don't want to show up in a sales energy. I want to show up in a serve energy. And Mm -hmm. so the best way to sort of trick your mind into showing up in a serve energy without expectation that you're going to put a post up and then get money. That is a push pull situation. Mm -hmm. You have a mindset that you are serving your followers and that you are not in control of the day that they decide to book a paid service with you, but you're going to serve them nonetheless. I guarantee they will become clients one day because that energy exchange is so different from the push pull, you know, I'm going to put a post out and wait for fireworks, you know, I'm going to put a post out and wait for credit card numbers. It doesn't work like that. And so social media is more about the social than the media. It's more about networking than it is about advertising. And so I think that is a really important shift that Mm. everybody needs to make. So yeah, I don't know if you've got any thoughts that you want to add on that. Yeah, I love that. I love, I love it because it really sings to the same kind of tune that we talk openly about inside the success circle. And this has been very much a a relationship of trust that we put upon knowing that we are the expert and how we show up and how we show up is in fun, in love, and 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 you know, yes, fun needs to be part of it. And but actually showing up in your truth. So if it's not something that you want to feel forced to create a reel on, then we don't do that. So it's around, you know, how how do we show up in our authentic selves and, and add value to us as well, not just to who we're putting it out. It's our choice to be present on that platform. Yeah, yeah, love it. Love it, it. Really, it just dovetails, resonates beautifully. Amazing, amazing. So. What I'm going to do for your ladies, I'm going to walk them through what I call my nine step blueprint for Mm -hmm. booking more discovery calls. Okay. Blueprint is what forms the basis of my three week sales sprint. 
So when I deliver this, I am delivering it over a three week period to a group of women inside Boxer, whereby I'm I'm giving them voice noted activities, teaching, training, reflections, celebration, and basically just teasing them along this nine steps of this blueprint to help them book more discovery calls. So I've done six cohorts. I'm in the middle of one now. Mm-hmm. nobody ever leaves without a result people always get results I've had a lady book 20,000 pounds worth of coaching in yeah. three weeks just from the calls that she was able to book and when I did a debrief with her and said you know how do you think you know you made that happen and obviously my sprint is partly to blame but you did the work you know like how did you do that mm-hmm. and she said you know what I didn't grow my audience at all it was all people that were already in my audience so it's just right? that, yeah that I was able to activate them yeah whereby I hadn't been able to do that previously so there was something yeah. about the way she was showing up the language so I'm going to take everybody just through this now and share my screen so that you can see the actual blueprint itself I so think it's, whilst you're loading that as well, I think it's like it's a really valid point to make around the fact that we we have all of these potential clients that are still sitting there, whether they're ready to buy or whether it's maybe going to take them 12, 18, 24 months before they have that no like and trust element to doing so. But it's just in showing up, isn't it? And, and being in truth. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, I've got clients who say, Rachel, you're on my vision board, you know, and I don't know when that's going to happen, but you're on my vision board to work with you. And I'm okay with that. You know, there there would be some people out there that are like, no, why don't you buy now? But I just don't think that's, that's not our choice. You know, people's Mm -hmm. time got to do it when they're ready, you know, when they're really both feet in ready to go. What's the point of rushing somebody and doing something that they're not actually ready for so yeah I think you know being on someone's vision board is a goal isn't it you know (laughs) absolutely I love that getting on a vision board amazing so obviously these are not slides this is a pdf this is the exact pdf that I give the ladies in the group so I'll cut out all the introduction bit and just cut to the good stuff so these are the nine steps So the first step is to ask, which is all about market research. The second step, accept, which is all about being able to accept the calls. Because what I don't do in the sprint is on day one, just say, right, go and book, go and book calls, guys. You know, like because we set the foundations first. And so the accept stage is all about having your call scheduler set up properly with the right pre-call questions. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Third step is about attracting, which is about generating a lead magnet that Mm -hmm. is optimized for call bookings. The fourth step is about audience growth, where we talk about collaborations. The fifth step is about activation, which is about language and messaging. The sixth step is about your unique advantage, which is understanding your superpower The seventh step is about really standing in your authority and and being proud of what you're an expert in and not sort of shying away or being too humble and really talking about what you're an expert in. The eighth step is about action, which is where we make sure that the calls are most absolutely booked. And then the ninth step 
is about accountability and making sure that once they leave me from that three week sprint, that they know how they're going to diarize and time block and make sure that these activities don't fall by the wayside. And it doesn't end up being, oh, yeah, that sprint thing I did one day back yonder. And actually, these things need to be brought into your daily life so that they create good habits. So they are the nine steps. So I'll very quickly take you through. You wouldn't want me to do this in loads of detail. It would take too long. But step one, ask, is all about market research. So the action that I give the ladies there at the bottom of the page is to invite five to 10 people to book calls with you to conduct market research. Mm -hmm. This is such a fundamental step that so many people miss out. But what we learn in the market research allows us to understand our client, to understand what they're struggling with, what they want instead of that struggle, like what the outcome is that they're really looking for. Yeah. We get to ask them hypothetical questions about, well, if there was a solution for the problem that you've got right now, what would you be prepared to invest in order to get that solution? So they're not sales calls, they're market research calls where we get to really dig into the words that they've chosen, the way that they phrase, you know, their pains and their desires and really, you know, get to know them. Now, I always say these are not sales calls. However, the amount of women, it's happened to me this week myself, the amount of women who've been through my sprint and done this call out for for market research calls and signed clients there and then on the call. Yeah, it just is a very natural way to get to know your audience and they feel safe on that call because it's not a sales call you feel exploratory because it's a market research call and so very naturally that curiosity coupled with them feeling safe mm-hmm. generally turns mm-hmm. into them saying Do you know what I actually think I need your help and so it very naturally turns into a I am I'm, I'm able to help you and this is what that would look like amazing yeah so market research never undervalue mm-hmm. spending time on market research so that is step number one Step number two is about setting up your call scheduler properly. Yeah. Now, from experience, most of the ladies that go through the sprint, we get to step two and they're like, yeah, 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 I've I've got that set up already. People can book a call with me. And I say, "Okay, you think it's as good as it can be to you? Is it is it really inviting? Does it really make people want to book the call? Do you want to drop your link and I'll I'll give you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so then once we then get into the detail, they're like, oh, oh, I didn't know that you could personalize the question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you could do checkboxes and multiple choice. Oh, and I didn't know that I should ask them if they're ready to invest in themselves. Yeah. And, and the people that are new to business, you know, my recommendation for them is if you're still fairly new to business, do lots of calls, even if they feel like they're not definitely your ideal client even if you're just doing them for a little bit of you know practice but obviously when you're busier and your time is much more precious then you want to be adding what I call burning hoop questions in your pre-call you know if it's Calendly or Acuity or whatever you want to make those questions harder because the harder they are the more you protect your diary and the more you make sure the people that do get through and book time into your diary are the right people Mm -hmm. um 
so yeah this bit is always like quite fascinating now they're like yeah 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 I don't need to do that Rach and then they're like oh Uh, yeah yes I do (laughs) you know like they're not using things like the reminders the notifications like all the stuff that stops us getting like no shows and stuff like that so absolutely for all the ladies watching just go and review just go and take a minute maybe you could review each other's and ask yourselves how inviting is it to really book a call have you personalized the welcome message do the questions feel conversational and chatty and warm or do they feel like a survey you know like these are people that want to spend time with you and so you want to make them feel like that's a good decision yeah just go and do that little review of your call scheduler third step is a biggie so a lot of the time people have already got a lead magnet and in this cohort that that I'm running this week one of the ladies shared her lead magnet and I got a sense that she was very proud of it mm-hmm. and I was I took a screenshot of it on my mobile and then showed her one of my landing pages on a mobile for an on opt-in for a lead magnet and her text started in the bottom third, and my text started in the top third. And when I put those side by side in Voxer for her, she was like, oh, wow, never even looked at it like that. So again, go and do a review of your lead magnet. Just look at the way you've built the opt-in page. Make sure that the opt-in page is getting, I mean, on a free lead magnet, if you're not getting over 50% opt-in, then you've got an opportunity to improve the page, 100%. Yeah. So you know, I would always say anything less than 50%, you've got work to do. If it's more than 50%, great. I've seen opt-in pages come in at like 60, 70% for free, you know, for free downloads. So just, just test it. You know, I, I would just play around with some wording, go back to your market research, make sure that you are really talking to the pain points and the desires to make sure that your lead magnet is as appealing as it can be. Now, what I talk about in this step is lead magnet optimization, which I recommend that people invite people to book a call three times on their lead magnet. The first time is on the thank you page of the opt-in process. So it might say something like your ebook is on its way to your inbox. Before you go and grab it, I'm inviting you to book a call with me. Mm -hmm. So so the first place is on the thank you page. The second place is in the lead magnet itself. So let's say it's an ebook. There might be a back page where you do a little sign off and say, thanks so much for downloading my ebook. You know, here's what my intentions were for you to get out of it. And here's what you might now do as next steps. Oh, and by the way, I'm inviting you to book a call in my diary. Mm -hmm. So that's the second opportunity. And the third opportunity is in the email sequence that goes out and delivers the lead magnet. So you deliver them the PDF and you remind them that they've got an opportunity to book a call with you. So that's lead magnet optimization for calls. Then we've got step four. I'm sure you ladies have all talked about this already, but a big goal for the clients I work with is growing the audience. I need to grow the audience. I must grow the audience. (laughs) And, Growing organically on social media can feel really slow. And so I encourage people in my sprint to go and find people to collaborate with. 
because that is the fastest way to grow your audience. Yeah, which is exactly why I would give up my time and come and support you and where you would give up your time and come and support me because when we collaborate with other people, it's just so valuable that you get to meet new people, they get to see your face, hear your story. You know, it doesn't mean everybody's going to become a client for you, but it does mean that you build your personal brand and you do get to grow your audience because mm-hmm. trust transfers, you know, yeah. trust transfers. So, you know, I know if I introduced you to ladies in my mastermind, instantly they would say, well, if Rachel thinks Adele is amazing, then Adele is amazing. You know? And like, I you trust don't- her. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's exactly that. like, and we, I think you and I both agree on this as well. And the reason that I'm very, very, very protective as you are with your masterminds and your, your groups and with our success circle, it's definitely been something where it is an exclusive group of invite only into it. And I don't want that to sound like, Ooh, but it's on purpose because we all know the groups that we've been part of that haven't felt that they're aligned and gelled. And where we get very, very vulnerable with one another inside there, it's required for business growth to be able to come in and know that you're safely held. So yeah, you're 100% right. The collaborations and growing the audience is a huge thing when we can come together and even though all of these ladies are in the same or similar space of delivery, this is not competition. It's it's collaboration and the collective. And that's what's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I could not agree more. When I'm delivering my sprint, I will always say, you know, like you can see the action there on the screen, approach five similar or complementary audiences to deliver a guest expert training to. It could also look like going live on Instagram together or going mm-hmm. live in a Facebook group together. Yeah. And you know, and I sort of I just say to them straight away, you're all here together. Mm-hmm. Just go live today. Do it today. What's stopping you? You know, there's absolutely nothing mm-hmm. stopping you doing it. And I go live with my clients all the time. It I think it's just a really lovely way of uh, you know, sort of tipping your hat to female empowerment, you know, showing that you are a supportive person not a like you say you know competition you're not like oh I don't I don't want anybody to see my clients Mm -hmm. or I just don't think there's any room for that in today's I think it's all about how you can help the first thing that people will say to you when you ask them how you can help them the first thing that they will say back is how can I help you too Mm -hmm. and so why would you not want to you know, ride on the back of that reciprocal, like lovely energy. Yes. You know, it's not like, it's not like, you know, giving a present at Christmas and expecting one back, you know, it's just a genuine, like equal support for each other. I just, there's so much good stuff that's come for me from, from collaborations. It's a, it's a big priority for me. I love it. And I think it should be for everybody. So I've got some examples there at the bottom. Look, a fitness trainer collaborating with a nutritionist. I had a, two mm-hmm. ladies from my mastermind. Actually, that was their example. Started a business mm-hmm. together, which came from love a, it. a collaboration. So, yeah, it's all good. Where are we going next? Mm-hmm. We're going to step five next, which is all about activation This is so important. In fact, I'm running a live workshop on messaging. So I'm I'm talking a lot about messaging 
at the moment with people because messaging really is the lifeblood of all of your sales and marketing. Without messaging, everything falls over. It doesn't matter yeah. whether you're a social media post, a live launch, a funnel, a collaboration. It doesn't matter what it is. Our messaging is the reason why people choose to follow us. It's the reason why people choose to buy from us. And the sad truth is that good messaging can sell bad offers. Yes. Yeah. Bad, bad messaging will never sell good offers. Yeah. Yeah. So we can have yeah. the best offer in the world that we've worked so bloody hard on, but bad messaging will ruin it all. Mm. There are people out there with programs that aren't built perfectly, but yeah. because everything is good, they're selling them. And I think something as well, and this is probably a question for you, have you noticed as well that female, because we we only work within the female energy space, so, you know, being predominantly within hormone health, women's health. So within that area, we're finding that women are expecting more and they're very much in the space of let me just probably position it this way they expect more but they're also very cautious when they purchase when they buy so this is something that we've come across and we were actually talking about it today inside our Voxer chat where one of the girls has been exploring instead of sending written messages she's been dropping some private voice messages to new followers just to say thanks for being here you know and because she's very active and live across stories and across her feed with reels it's authentically her it's not someone else doing the messaging for her and what she's found is that that's actually going down amazingly with people then coming back and responding yeah yeah absolutely I mean as as you know I teach you know I've got an online course how to sell in the dms and there's a whole part in there around the value of voice notes and why voice notes really do carry extra weight. And it and it's a lot to do with the personal connection of hearing your voice. Yes. From you know, from from my perspective and from a business owner's perspective, voice notes are great because you can multitask while you're doing voice notes. Yeah. I can I can leave voice notes for my new followers whilst I'm walking the dog. But if I was having to do it by text, yeah, it's it's the only thing I can do. So Absolutely. In terms of leveraging leveraging time, voice notes are great. The one thing I will say, and I have done some testing on this, is that let's say you reach out to somebody and you say, hey, just wanted to drop in and say welcome to my community. Thanks for following. I've given you a follow back. You know, had a look at your recent post. Let's say you do that little like nice welcome message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's say the person replies, with a text and because you're walking the dog you reply with a voice note and then they reply with a text there is definitely something to be said for mirroring their choice of reply yeah so, okay. if, so if somebody wants to reply with a voice note then the conversation can be quite back and forth sometimes you'll get people that just like to talk you know i I looked at my DMs the other day and I had 10 one-minute oh, no. I don't even listen to them, Rachel, when it comes in. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but your voice note doesn't play. I just can't, <laughs> I can't go through them. It would kill me because I can't speed them up. 
So for the ladies watching this back, you have a choice. If you listen to 10 voicemails in a row, I choose not to. (laughs) I I could not agree more, but I think there's definitely something to be said for mirroring. Yeah, that's important. Yes, I love that. It's really, really good, actually. Yeah. Great. So, you know, like you can see the action there in the top right, send five warm DMs a day for three days. So as part of the sprint, I have people go, but Rachel, I can't send a DM. It just feels like <laughs> yuck. I don't I yeah. don't want to do it. And when I say, yeah, but actually, these people, they've chosen to follow you. They like and comment on your posts. They watch yeah. your stories. Are they not doing quite a lot of effort and you're not prepared to send one DM? Like, isn't that an imbalanced relationship? Like, yeah, why would you want to a beautiful to way to look at it. It's like that exchange of energy, right? They're showing up to support your algorithm. So the least you can do is be like, hey, Rachel, thank you so much for watching my stories. Really yeah. intrigued. What, what did you think of? Or I noticed that you've said yes to that. And I think it just gets the conversation flowing, right? Totally. Yeah, I love totally. that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was telling this story to my mastermind ladies, I had a conversation with somebody that started off by us talking about working from home and whether or not we wear slipper socks. Or socks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that is just, have you heard anything so ridiculous? But the lady is now a client. Yes. And so I tell that story because I think when you say, you know, send a DM, people are like, oh, but I've, you mean I've got to send a pitch? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be a person before you're a seller. So yeah, uh, yeah, if anybody's watching this and thinking, oh, I don't want to do it. Like, honestly, just have a go and lead with love. Just lead with being a human. Great things will happen. I just, you know, for me, the basics of sales, the absolute underlying foundation is conversation. Yeah. Although here's here's probably a question on that as well, because this is something that in our sales skeleton, because obviously we all have our own unique way of how we then adapt into that. But in our sales skeleton, we're, we're very clear around not coaching within the sales call. So when we're even in DMs having conversations, it can get quite kind of borderline as to, oh, they're asking me lots of questions now. And actually my earlier version of myself got caught up in that and started to do a lot of coaching in the dms so do you agree that actually the best way of doing that is once it starts to tip into them trusting you they're going to start asking you questions so for us it's normally about hormones weight loss you know menopause at that point then we go in with the probably be great if we could jump on a call together and have a chat about this do you agree that that's the right approach Absolutely, 100%. Once the trust is there, the Mm -hmm. business conversation begins, you know, Mm -hmm. like they will start picking your brains. And for me, there's a couple of things. This is a great opportunity to use your lead magnet. Mm -hmm. So if this isn't in your email list and you get a sense that, you know, like there's a bit more trust that maybe needs to be built, then you could share a lead magnet with them that will help them. Yeah, or if you get a sense that it's a good time to invite them to a call, then I would just say something like, you know, that's exactly what we would cover if we jumped on a quick call together. Here's the link to book, you know, and just get them straight onto that conversation. Yeah. 
The other thing, though, is what if the service that you're selling is lower ticket and therefore you don't want to have to go on a half an hour call to sell something that's, you know, 200 quid, 300 quid, 500 quid. Mm. I always draw the line at a thousand pounds or dollars. If it's more than a thousand pounds or dollars, then a call is okay and probably is going to be expected. If it's less than that, then you can sell it in the DMs. Mm. So here's probably where there's one caveat and exception to that rule for us. In the business to business space, that works because the price point between business to business is always higher. However, within the coach to client in terms of health, in terms of you know the focus that we give, what we find a lot is, so my price points for packages range from 249 a month, which is my lowest package, up to 10 to 12,000 and not a month, not 10 grand a month (laughs) (laughs) and like paying full total. And what we do within that space is I normally find, and this is really like, it's intriguing at the 249 level, we spend a lot more energy getting those ladies in. And that does require a lot of conversation and call at the higher price point. So at the 10K, that's done through DMs. Or voice yeah. note. I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. And it's the caliber of client. Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Because when somebody's investing at that level, mm-hmm. you know, I've literally just come off a sales call now with a lady that was like a full yes. She was like, send me the invoice. I'll get it paid just like yeah. straight away. I want to start, you know, want to start ASAP. And, she, you know, she was investing at a high level. Yeah. And she even said to me, now, I'm a no fluff girl, Rachel. You know, I know what I want. Yeah. I know what I want. I've already set aside time for personal growth. Yeah. I'm ready, you know. And that's a beautiful space between that business to business, you know. And this is something where for a lot of the ladies that we are collectively together in, we are working with every woman. We are working with the ladies who don't work. We are working with the ladies who have a career and other ladies who have their own business and what we find is that there's a massive kind of gap and divide between even parting with that 200 pounds per month can be quite a big decision for a lot of people so it's a funny one it really is because we I've tested it and I like I've really gone through you know 2022 was a big testing year for me personally to see what worked and actually it's it's the sales calls that really help as long as we follow the skeleton of what's in there what what I would actually recommend and you might have tested this already but if you haven't I would I would recommend testing this is instead of doing a free call to sell a low ticket offer mm-hmm. I would build a low ticket one-off offer and allow that to be the thing that they buy that then allows you to show up in service mode because they've bought a service. So therefore, yeah. you're not there to sell. You're there to serve and deliver against your promise for that session. And they're not there in that energy of like, oh, is she going to sell to me? How much is mm. it? This is awkward. You know, they're not there in that energy of possible fear, you know, and, and worry yeah. because they bought a service and they're there to be served. Yeah. So. Mm. I would test doing a low ticket one-off offer, whether that's, you know, like a 90 minute, you know, like personal consultation. It could be a three hour deep dive, you know, with somebody, but whatever suits the the coach, you know, the 
therapists, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, but, but I've tested that in my business and I've got this one hour session and I've sold 63 of them because nobody, nobody chats in the DMs about it. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk to me about it. They just go and book it. Yes. And they're only allowed to book one because it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's in that session that they then get the confidence to say, okay, now we've built this plan together, or you know, now I've understood this with you. Mm-hmm. Now I know I want to work with you on a more regular basis. This is brilliant. So it's very similar to running a, a paid consultation rather than yeah. ongoing coaching. And through that paid consultation, it's almost then being able to do the sales call, but you're running it more from what are your challenges? Where do you want to be and see yourself? So you're getting that idea of what are they struggling with? Where do they want to be? Okay, so let's start to work through some of that low-hanging fruit for you right now. And we can then go into a bit of coaching once they've then built that trust factor and they're like, wow, she does know what she's doing. She's getting me some, you know, I've got some actions to take away from this right now. And then at that point, it can be a, oh, and here's another question to that then. So at that point, it can be an upsell into the one-to-one support. But do you then allow them to kind of reimburse that fee or do you just leave that? They've paid for that service. That service is delivered. You move on to the next. Yeah. 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 It's just a, it's just nice. a, separate, a separate service. Yeah. And I like that. What I do, what I do with mine, it's a 60 minute session. Mm-hmm. It's only 147 to book it, but it, it's got a very, very clear, tangible outcome. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the one that I do is I give them a 100K business plan. Yeah. So they, they book it if they want to build a six figure business, but they don't know what the business model might look like. They book that hour and I take them through a very, very set process where they get to leave the call knowing that their future income goal has now got a strategy behind it. They know what offers, they know how they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, when Mm -hmm. they get to the end of that call, they're like, Rachel, this feels so simple. I would have never got it to this point without you. How can you now help me make this happen? You know, like what what does that look like? And so what that could be for like some of your ladies, if you said, you know, because mine works because it's got a very specific outcome. So they mm-hmm. know exactly what they're going to walk away with. Whereas if you said it's a paid consultation, mm-hmm. the specific outcome is only as specific as they are yes. about what they want. So and it's it not be- kind of streamlined then and the effect that it just becomes a kind of, you know, for me, when I'm delivering that 60 minutes, it's like, boom, we run through this, we run through that, we get this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so what you wouldn't want to do is do a paid consultation for X price. No. And then have them compare the price of that with the price of, you know, weekly or monthly of, of the ongoing offer, because they'd be like, they think they're buying your time at that point. Yes. Agreed. And you don't want them to be like, well, Adele's hourly rate is this. So what I would recommend would be to refine the outcome of that paid consultation to a very specific thing. So it could Mm -hmm. be for your fitness ladies, you know, your nutrition ladies. It could be a fridge review and a shopping list, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that you say, right, we'll spend an hour 
yeah through what you buy you talk me through exactly what's in your fridge mm-hmm. and we'll do some switches and we'll make sure that you come out with a really clear list of some of the easy switches that you can make yeah perfect and then that makes it a beautiful kind of it's just a live like a, a kind of live element of delivering a lead generator like a lead magnet to come into this that they're actually not going through an automated system they're coming in to get time but yeah. it's not like you say, it's that fine line between my hourly rate is going to be so much higher than what this low ticket entry exactly. point for 60 minutes would be. So they're not actually getting all of you. They're getting a section that delivers one outcome that doesn't go outside those boundaries or parameters. So the big thing is working on the boundaries then to know how far you can go with questions before you say, well, we would cover that if we were then to support you on a one-to-one basis. Yeah, yeah. So, so it comes back to you leading the call, knowing that yes. you're there to lead. And it also <laughs> requires, because I have had this a few times, I'll get to the end and they'll go, oh, Rachel, this was so good. Can I book another one? And I have to say no. One time only. It's a one, it's a one-time offer. If you want to work yeah. together, let's talk yeah. about what that looks like. Okay. But, You've bought an hour for one four seven, but my one to one is twenty k. So, <laughs> like, you're not going to divide one four seven into twenty k and work out that that's how many hours you're going to get. You know, like no, exactly. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's good to think about the outcome part. So I will take an action away and I will put some of my brain dump ideas in with this when we put this training live on some suggestions for this point to consider the test of here are some outcomes that can be potentials. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I think that'd be great for you ladies. Right, let's dive through these then. So step six is advantage, which Mm. is really... Standing in your power, your truth, standing in your expertise and being able to articulate what is unique about you. How are you different? Now, I mean, I know how many personal trainers there are, nutritionists there are, how many you know female coaches there are. There are so many in every niche. Yeah. And I know it can feel really difficult to differentiate yourself. And so the action I get my sprinters to do is to write three to five stories that position you as the expert. Now, they could be stories of your own transformational journey. They could be stories of a transformational journey that you've helped clients to get. But they should, you know, they should be standout stories, things that are pretty unique, because that can then be used as the thing that you're known for. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, well, I'm I'm a qualified this and a qualified that, but so's a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, like it's finding where that unique advantage really sits. So, you know, if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't know where it sits, I would encourage you to get a blank sheet of paper and literally just brain dump all the great things that, that you've helped people to achieve look back over your testimonials and just focus in on two or three things whereby when you're introducing yourself, you're able to say, you know, my name is Rachel and I help my clients to do this. I've recently been able to help do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're able to tell that story in like two sentences whereby people could be like, oh yeah, that's Rachel. She's the one who did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So perfect. 
finding that unique advantage. Step seven is all about, and I know you will have talked to all the ladies about this. Step seven is all about authority, which for me comes down to testimonials because we can shout from the rooftops about, you know, what we know, but it's more believable to see it in somebody else's words and to hear it through somebody else's eyes. So usually when I ask the ladies in the sprint, how often do you share testimonials? If I went through your Instagram grid, how many posts back would I have to go to find a testimonial? And everybody's like, oh, guilty. Yeah, guilty. You won't find many. So this is really just a reminder step. You know, we've all got testimonials. Yeah, but very rarely do they get shared in enough detail or like frequency. So they don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be pretty Canva graphics that take you ages. They can just be screenshots. I think the more authentic, the better. Because if you think about a testimonial that's presented on a lovely Canva template, that looks like a piece of marketing. Yeah, because when you look at that, you're like, well, why is she done? Why is she made a graphic? Why is she sat on camera making a graphic out of those yeah. words that somebody has said? It's far more authentic to go live and say, I've just got to celebrate a client result with you and just tell the story or screenshot it and put it in your stories and say, I'm celebrating my client right now. You know, like this has been amazing. That is more raw, authentic and therefore believable. Whereas the Canva graphic is seen as marketing. And I think in today's market, if something is seen as marketing, it easily gets ignored. Mm, True. I think, you know, rough and ready is is sometimes far better Mm -hmm. from a perception point of view. But for you as the business owner, it's also better because it's quicker. So, yeah, step seven is all about authority. Step eight is all about actually inviting a very clear call to action. Yeah. And again, you know, same question for you all. If you went back through your social media, most recent posts, how frequently are you making it clear to people how they can work with you? How clearly are you inviting them to take that step? Are you using language that feels like the person who is ready now feels empowered and able to take that step? Mm -hmm. Or are you using call to action that sound like, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, you know, drop me a comment below. It's quite vague. It's a bit woolly. Or are you being quite direct and saying, I'm looking for three women who want to take one of my spots this week to deliver, you know, my new small low ticket offer, whatever that's called. Yeah, like if it's a really direct call to action, people know what you expect of them. Whereas if it's vague, they don't. So I would always say, like, make it really, really clear. And, uh, you know, if you feel confident enough to put a deadline on things or create some kind of like urgency around it, then that will get you a better result. So clear call to action. Absolutely vital. And then the ninth step, so important for all of us to introduce daily habits. So on the very last day of my three week sprint, I get everybody to make sure that they time blocked their diary and they are continually 
setting aside time on a CEO day, on a planning day to review, you know, their last 10 posts, to have a look at their engagement or their insights on their favorite social media platform, just making sure that they're doing these, you know, ticking the box exercises to make sure that their sales and marketing habits are healthy. Because what happens if you don't have the right sales daily habits, you end up being a bit knee jerk and a bit like oh my monthly recurring revenue has just taken a bit of a nosedive I've had a couple of payment plans stop and and I need sales and so it becomes like a feeling of urgency and scarcity in your business which isn't a nice way to Mm. feel or operate and it creates an energy that your audience won't enjoy either yeah so creating those habits and making sure that you don't just send voice note dms when you need sales you send them all the time because you're a nice person and you want to welcome your followers into your community so i think you know if you haven't already block out time in your in your diary to do some of these really important daily sales habits and that's my darling is my nine step blueprint I love this so much. I've jotted down some notes just as you were kind of covering this off of fresh ideas that I've had. And I love the fact that you say that, you know, scheduling a CEO day. Yeah, yeah. it's like we we talk about this a lot inside the success circle around, I call it the helicopter view. It's the same kind of thing around, you know, when we are the CEO, we get to yeah. be that person that says that day or that half block of a day, I'm not working in my business, turning the cogs, I'm actually taking that helicopter trip above it to be like, is all my shit in order here? Like, am I really showing up in line with what I've put as my needle movers only? Or am I doing a lot of stuff that's just not needed? We all yeah. do that. I am so me guilty. Too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's in yeah. those moments that we come up and out that we go, what the fuck? Like I've been sitting on that for so long, like two weeks and I've done nothing with that or two months and that's not moved on. Right. Yeah. I need to do it. So it just, it's brilliant. It's a really big one. It really is. And it's so often like overlooked. I think one of the best things that I did in my business is I created, and it sounds really boring. It's a little spreadsheet. Yeah. And I put down the it's things I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the things I want to do daily, the things I need to do weekly, the things I need to do monthly, and the things I need to do quarterly. And then when I looked at those lists, I looked at actually what parts of those lists do I not really need to do so Mm. that I could get my team to do some of them. And then I took those things and time blocked my diary. Now, when I did that, I had one-to-one calls spread out throughout the whole week. And it was really hard to manage my mindset because I was like client calls not client calls and you know like and your energy was on and off whereas when I time blocked I shunted all of my calls to like Mondays and Tuesdays mm-hmm. front loaded my week meaning that all of my projects all of my funnels all of my like launch work all of that creative work the CEO mm-hmm. work yeah that one had a space on a Wednesday and a Thursday things like recording my podcast and all that creative creative work and then Mm. Fridays I go to the gym and take the day off (laughs) same yeah Yeah. it's like the proper Friday feeling of if I want to jump into Canva and do some create because I love creating it is one of my like hobbies Mm. 
But equally, if I'm like, do you know what? No, today is the day for me to just sauna, gym, might get a massage. And it's nice to know that actually that's a blocked out day of no calls are available. Yeah, 100%. I I realized a little while ago, I think it was a journaling question I got asked at a retreat. When do you feel at your most successful? And I realized that I feel successful when I'm doing nothing. So if I'm like laid in a bubble bath midday, (laughs) that's when I feel successful. It's not when I'm like looking at the bank statement or, you know, it's not when I'm like managing the team or that's not when I feel successful. I feel successful when I'm literally doing nothing and going, my friends are all at work and I'm (laughs) I'm in the back you know like I'm here right now yeah I I think it's important to to understand you know what really is your measure of feeling successful in your job and make sure that you do that thing yes massively because we can we can just overwork can't we and we need fun we need love we need that balance that's in there and I think that what's beautiful about all of this is You've taken what can be a very complex thing for everyone, whether we are, you know, new to business or seasoned within business or in between and made it something that actually is do step one, do step two, do step three and get really clear on how you are showing up to your audience who are all potential clients, even the ones that don't know it yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's me through and through, like, my, all my clients say that to me. They're, they're like, in the nicest possible way, Rachel, you're the simplest person I know. <laughs> I, I am very much about break it down. You know, the bigger something is, the more I break it down. You know, the more I make it into a process or a step-by-step because anything other than that is overwhelming, right? It's like, Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think back actually, and it's quite good that we're we're kind of doing this like a bit of a, a podcast more than anything because yeah. there's two of us here. But I think back to when I first started to get proper business coaching, because I I mean I have a business degree. So I got to a certain point where I was like, right, I'm I'm there, but I don't know what the hell a lead magnet is, and I don't know what a funnel <laughs> is, and I don't know have the first clue about what to do with this. And I just remember that overwhelming feeling of I am so resistant to even wanting to jump into lead magnets and funnels and see when you know what they are. And now I'm like, oh, what was all the fuss about? Right. <laughs> These get to be really fun. And I'm running a few at the moment that I have a dive into and be like, oh, that one's performed really well this week. And it's kind of like they're, they are seasonal. and We get to have fun with them. And that's something that as women, we can do really, really well. Or we can forget. We forget to add the fun element into it. And yeah. you know, we, yeah. we chose to be businesswomen and entrepreneurs for a reason. And it certainly wasn't to work our fingernails into the ground. So Absolutely. Yeah, I am with you on that feeling successful when you're in a bubble bath at midday. It's my best thing. Or, yeah. or it's like everybody's working and I'm like, I'm at the nail bar. And they're like, <laughs> are you in your lunch break? And I'm like, no, I run my own business. I can do what I like. And, and, <laughs> and they're the moments where I feel yeah. like. I consulted the boss and she said, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. I love it. I love your energy. I love the way your brain thinks. And I'm so thankful that you said yes to coming and delivering this for us today. I know that the ladies watching this right now will be finishing up going, 
Oh my God, that was amazing. So thank you, Rachel. Where can the ladies find you if they choose after this that they have got questions or they want to connect with you for anything that they want to know further about, where can they find you? Well, I am all over social media, but my favorite place, if you want to reach out to me anywhere, my favorite place would be on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And my handle on Instagram is just at Rach Howarth. And the Howarth is spelt a bit weird. So it's H-O-W-O-U-R-T-H. So at Rach Howarth, that would be my favourite place. You can drop me a little voice note, practice your voice note. Yeah, voice note, Rach. <laughs> I've seen you on, on the success circle and I have yeah. questions. Amazing. Yeah. I will pop a direct link to your Instagram in the Kajabi site so that they've got access to it there. And ladies, any questions that you have, Rachel has already very beautifully opened up the opportunity to come and chat with her. So please do take the opportunity and do it. Amazing. It has been a pleasure. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. I know sometimes, you know, like when we watch a replay and you're like, oh, I wish I was there live. I would have asked this. Don't don't worry that it's on replay. You know, like Adele can feed me any questions that you've got or anything or direct that yeah more absolutely more than happy absolutely. perfect thank you please go and enjoy the rest of your evening knowing that i have so much love for you in my heart for sharing your beautiful energy with us tonight so that's it for today i hope that you've enjoyed this episode If growing your business is a big priority right now and you'd like to get my feedback on how you could move forward with bigger and faster success, then take part in my free personal assessment. It's called Next Best Opportunity and I get back to you within three days of you answering 20 questions about your business and goals and I give you my tailored feedback. If that sounds like something that you would like to do, then just click the link below in the show notes or head over to my Instagram and have a chat with me in the DMs over there.